Hey, this is Jamie with the Perfecting a Grace podcast. And before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask for a small, tiny little favor. Uh, If you could take a screenshot of this episode on your phone or take a photo of your computer, however you're listening, and jump on over to Instagram uh, and share it in your Instagram stories and tag at HeyJamieRussell. I promise to share you back, uh, but I would love you forever. The way that we keep this podcast going and keep these episodes going is for more people to listen to the content. So uh, if you could do that, I would just love you forever, and I would thank you uh, for doing that. So uh, now you're going to get into this episode. So today I wanted to talk about... um, how I I got on this perfectionist journey and realizing where I honestly had it all wrong. So I started taking um, a big interest in the, in the Enneagram And I realized, like, that's a huge thing right now and everything, everyone's about it and people have taken their tests and everything. And I actually went as far as uh, trying to become an Enneagram coach, which is still something I think I'm really interested in doing just because of how much I got out of it and how much I think that uh, it would really help the people that I serve in my business. But what I went into that thinking that I was a six, that I was a highly anxious, um, what if scenario kind of person and started diving into the road back to you um, and the path back to you because we were in a marriage small group that was doing things all about the Enneagram and realized that I wasn't a six. I was a really unhealthy one. And that was just about the biggest slap in the face that I could have ever expected. And I knew I had perfectionist tendencies. I knew there were things about me that were like that perfectionist, but I didn't think I was a one. Like I looked at the one as a super rigid, um, no way or the highway kind of person. And I have always valued myself on flexibility and being able to be agile and, um, you know, not getting angry if someone didn't follow everything to a T the way I wanted it to be. And, you know, just the things that weren't really in the norm for me um, compared to how I looked at it for a one. And the more I got into that study. And the more I learned about the Enneagram, the more I realized, like, no, Jamie, you're, you're a one, you're a perfectionist. And how, then I started noticing how that was playing out in my marriage and how that was playing out in the way that I parented my kids and how that played into my relationship with God and my, and my inability to step into being a Christian and how that affected my work and my clients. And uh, it really just woke me up to a lot of things that I had been ignoring for so long. So all that to say, I'm not saying you have to go out and take the Enneagram test. Um, I highly recommend it, though. But what I am saying here is that self-awareness is key. 
that if you are not self-aware of who you are and how you tick and how you think and how you're designed, then you're never going to be able to reach your full potential. You're never going to be able to see that success. Um, and you're never going to be able to use your gifts the way that uh, they were intended to be used because you're not going to know about them. So for me, I still don't like the way that some people think that perfectionism can be a weakness. On the other end, I don't like how people brag about perfectionism as if it's an asset. Um, so I don't think we should be shamed for it, but I also don't think it's an accolade that we need to put on our resume. Um, I think that as humans, like we each have our own strengths, we each have our own gifts, and that anything can become a negative, anything can become harmful if used the wrong way and if you don't know enough about it. So perfectionism, unfortunately, is just one of those things that it comes out very very strong and sometimes very nasty and angry and and things that no one would think of the perfectionist. Um, you know, I didn't even realize that procrastination was a big part of being a perfectionist. Um, I actually thought that those were polar opposites. I would have never thought that they played into each other. Uh, so that, that was another, like, revelation that I had with figuring out that I was a perfectionist and what that meant and, and how it played into things. Um, and then I also realized that like a lot of the things that came out as being a perfectionist were put on me as a child and the way I was brought up. Uh, and I would never say that I wish that I was brought up a different way, but I feel like that was definitely vindicative of the decade I was brought up is, you know, people, basically raise their kids with the thought that you have to do and be the best. And if you're not, it's not good enough. And so when you already are that child that is very sensitive to those things and sensitive to wanting people to accept you and wanting people to love you and not judge you, like it, I think just intensifies that already perfectionist nature. Um, which again, whenever I looked at the one, I was like, I can totally see that, but I feel like I was made to be that way. Like that was me as a young child, but that I definitely am a six because, you know, I worry about everything and I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm second guessing all of my decisions and I have decision fatigue and I can't make up my mind for anything. And if I don't plan everything out to a T, I get super nervous. And if things aren't like processed and color coded and organized, then I can't exist. Like I figured that that was a six because I thought that if I couldn't control and have my thumb on everything that, uh, you know, the world was going to break down and come to find out it's because I was a very, very unhealthy one. Um, now if you know anything about the Enneagram, you know that in times of health, you go to a seven and I've actually found that people that are sevens or have wing seven are my best friends. They are my best, my favorite people to work with. They are the people that I love to go to when I need my creativity. They're the people that I love to go to when I need to stay grounded. They're usually the people that smack me back into reality um, tell me that I need to take it to God, to pray first, to break out the word. Like I love my sevens. Um, 
And I also think it's because, you know, I'm supposed to go to seven when I'm healthy and when I'm in my best self. And so I can be more spontaneous and I can be more creative and I can bring out those points of myself. On the flip side, a seven goes to one in their stress. So where I come into balance with a lot of the people I know who are sevens is I can identify very quickly when they're going to one. And I can tell them exactly when they're stressed out. And I can bring some relief to that situation and help them identify when they've been having those moments and to sort of help them retreat back to where they should be in their their seven nature or where they're supposed to be going when they're healthy. Um, so that's been a really cool thing that I've seen play out for me as finding that complementary role in that person that um, can keep me balanced and I can keep them balanced. Um, I actually have a really good friend that I'm going to probably refer to quite a bit, and I'm sure I'm going to have her on this podcast at some point. But I had actually told her one day because she was like, I need to do this and I need to get this checklist done. And if this isn't done in this manner, then it's not going to be done right. And like, she just started going through all of these things. And I was like, stop, like, stop. And she was like, what, like, am I doing something wrong or what should I be doing instead? Or like, I just need to like get these things going. And she's, she said to me, she's like, you must think that I'm like a dope or something. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something along those lines. And I was like, what is that supposed to mean? And she's like, because I don't have my ish together all the time. And I was like, I sat there for a minute thinking about it. And I told her, I was like, but that's why I love you is because you don't have your ish together all the time. And I would never expect you to be that way because you're not. Like it was one of those acceptance moments of live in your your truth, live in who you are, accept yourself for that way and don't try to be anything different. And I told her, I was like, I know with you, I have to give you extra reminders. I have to bring you back to reality sometimes. I have to like put extra things in place to help you because that's just who you are. But that doesn't mean that I'm sitting here judging you because I did that or because you didn't meet a deadline or didn't turn that thing in right. Um, It just means that it's my time to step in and shine as an operations person. So those conversations and like seeing those things play out is why I really truly believe that perfectionism is neither something that you should be shamed for or something that is an accolade because it's about finding those unique strengths and using them in a positive manner and not letting them destroy you. Um, what One other example I have just through this whole like Enneagram thing is like my husband, he has a nine wing one. And so I, through researching this podcast, I was, I was looking at lists of like, how do you know you're a a perfectionist and a procrastinator and do you do the following things? And, um, for him, he always identifies with the one because he feels like he's very black and white. He sees in black and white. He thinks in black and white things are the way they are. And that's just the way they are. Um, but he's like, I don't need to be perfect. Like I have no need to be perfect. And I really don't care if everyone else thinks I am. And so we're going through this list and he's like, wait, check, 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 check. And I was like, uh, this is why you're a one, like you're a wing one. 
And he was like, okay, maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I am. I'm actually going to have to like pull this up on my phone because this is really funny. Um, so seeing some of the things where like his plays out in a different way and in a different manner than mine does. And then watching how it plays out for me and seeing those things bounce off of each other has been really interesting. So I'm just going to read this. It actually comes from Forbes. It's seven characteristics of a perfection of perfectionism. So um, they have a fear of failure, all or nothing thinking, defensiveness, fault finding with self and others, inflexibility, having too rigid standard for you and others, excessive need for control, can't trust someone else to handle it. Like that really, as much as I hate to believe it and I hate to like admit some of those things because they just sound really ugly, um, is definitely a part of who I am. Like, and I know that that's who I am. And I, I try on a daily, daily basis to not let that be negative and not to let that affect other people. And further for me to not project that onto my kids or my marriage. Like that is a huge piece that I have learned to be attuned to because I did not realize like how much I was pushing that off on other people. Um, with the Enneagram, the one thing that they say about ones is like your core fear is not because you want to be perfect, but because you want to be loved. Like you have a fear of not being loved. You have a fear of not being accepted when the truth in and of itself is that you're not accepting yourself. You're not accepting who you are and how you should be living your own life. Um, and so there's just, there's a lot of things around that and like reading the road back to you and discovering um, who I was and how I was that made me go on this self-awareness journey. And I couldn't be more grateful that that's where I was in my life and that's the path I was going down because it just opened my eyes to new things and it, it uh, gave me the ability to flourish in ways that I would have never thought were possible because I was able to finally say like, oh, I'm doing this, so I'm going to do it this way instead. Oh, I'm making this happen, then I'm going to make this happen instead. Um, and that has just been like a beautiful process in and of itself through figuring out what that is. So if you don't go and take the Enneagram test and you you don't want to like go there I would love if you would share with me who you think your counterpart is who is that person that you know just really brings out the best in you and you bring out the best in them and if you do know your Enneagram numbers I would love to know what those are just to know like what complements each other um but the the thing I'm going to to leave you on today is that um you know, the, the whole concept of self-awareness and, and, and being self-accepting of who you are is a constant daily thing. Like you've got to work at it every day. And I will tell you if it wasn't for prayer and gratitude and being attuned to that, I don't know where I'd be today. Like, I don't know what my life would look like. I don't know who I would be because, there were some times where I had myself so far down a 
rabbit hole or self-talk spiral as they call it that I didn't think I was ever going to pull myself out. I didn't think there was ever a possibility of pulling anything out of it. Um, that nothing good could ever come from where I was at. And time and time again, I was proven wrong. So if I can go through what I've gone through, then you can certainly get past whatever it is that you're going through. Um, so I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that this brought a little bit of light to, uh, how you can figure out the type of person you are and how to combat that and, and all the things around that. Um, and I really can't wait to dive more into these things. We're going to dive into these things in a bigger sense as we go. Um, cause I could talk for hours on each of these different things around the Enneagram and how ones are and perfectionists are and, and all the different limiting beliefs, but I like to keep these episodes super short. So, uh, keep listening and I will talk to you soon.